Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode on Grieving Moms Podcast. This is episode number 74, and today we're going to be diving into what is the difference between coaching and therapy. Before we dive in today, I have a few things that I want to talk about first. If you've been around for a bit with Grieving Moms Podcast and you've been finding it helpful and supportive for you on your grief journey, could you please, please, please go leave a review and a rating? This really helps other moms like you find this podcast and get the lifeline that they are looking for as well. So if you could please go do that, that would be amazing. And subscribe so you can never, you never miss an episode. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is I wanted to let you know that registration for Relief and Grief, this is my three-day workshop, uh, will be opening up soon. So we're going to do this after the holidays. The registration will open up the end of December, beginning of January, and we'll do this in the middle of January. So it's after the holidays, a way to decompress after this emotional roller coaster of the holidays. If you feel like this has been so much and you are going to be ready to get support and be in community with others who get it, you do not want to miss this. So keep an eye for it um, when that registration opens up. So today we are going to dive into the difference between therapy and coaching. I want to have this conversation because I am obviously a coach, but I've also been to therapy. I've been on the receiving side of both therapy and coaching and then other forms of healing that have helped me and supported me um, at different seasons and different times in my life since Aria died. And I wanted to dive into a bit of the differences that I see in therapy and coaching. So I went to therapy after Aria died. I had an absolutely amazing therapist. I went to therapy because I felt like I couldn't do this on my own. I needed help. I didn't want to do it on my own. I I was like, I have no other choice. I have to go to therapy. But it took me a few tries and meetings with other therapists to find, you know, the one that I ended up working with for a longer time. And mainly he did EMDR therapy for my PTSD, and that's why I ended up with him. But that's where I learned so many tools that I use in my coaching practice. So I know therapy can be amazing, and I know that therapists can be so, so helpful and give life-changing tools. So I'm so forever grateful for my therapist and how he seemed to have a deeper understanding of trauma. And he never shared anything that he had experienced grief. Um, I'm pretty sure he experienced trauma, but not grief. I don't know for sure. But he seemed to have the compassion and the space, and he didn't need to fill every silence. He really held space for me in my grief. So I'm really grateful for him and 
for that time where I spent in therapy. For most therapists, it's a place for you to go to talk and to get out the stuff that's coming up inside, to get the words out of your mind. I often told people that I loved going to therapy because he was getting paid to listen. And I didn't have to worry if I was burdening someone with what was going on inside me. I felt like sometimes my friends and my family were like, seriously, you're going through this again? Like, are you ever going to, you know, like kind of get sick of listening to me? And I felt like I could freely talk without worrying that, okay, I'm being too much. I'm being too much of a downer. I could just talk. And it was an amazing feeling. When you're walking with grief and you just need a space to go over your experience with somebody. So while I say all that, I want to say a few things. If a therapist doesn't understand grief, they might not be the right therapist for you specifically for losing a child. I've had women that I've talked to tell me that they've tried many therapists and they've been told in different forms from different therapists that it's time to move on, to pick yourself up. And you need to get out of the past. And this is not particularly helpful for a grieving mom, right? Does that feel good for you if you go to a therapist and they tell you that it's time to move on and to, you know, pick yourself up? And this doesn't mean that all therapists are this way. Just like if we're going to talk about coaching, all coaches don't understand. Though if somebody is going into grief coaching, they probably have lived it. They probably experienced it. So. Like I was saying with the therapy, that doesn't mean all therapists are this way and that you need to give up. Truly, not everyone is a good fit for each person. And remember, it's a human-to-human relationship. And sometimes you don't connect with somebody. So it's just really important to know that the first person that you try to work with, whether it's a coach or whether it's a therapist, might not be the right fit for you. Like, I'm not going to be the right fit for everybody, and that's okay. Like, I'm totally comfortable with that, and I totally know that that's okay. Like, I, my style is not going to connect with everybody, and that's fine. And just like any therapist that you go to, their style might not be for you. Their personality, the way they, they hold space for you might not be for you. So the other thing about therapy that I have noticed is it tends to focus only on top-down processing. So top-down processing is where you talk only and you don't really get into the sensations of the feelings in your body. So it's really like talking about this is what happened. You know, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling, but you're not actually feeling it. (laughs) I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but once you get it, you get it and you're like, oh, yeah, I have to stop talking and I have to actually sit and feel it. So sitting with and processing emotions is something that I believe is a crucial part in being able to move forward with grief. Like it's an energy that is going to stay stuck in your body if you don't allow it to process and flow through you. So another thing that I have seen happen and I've talked with other people about this is therapy is an amazing resource. But something that can easily happen is that you begin to develop a dependency relationship of sorts with your therapist, that you need to go to therapy for years and years and years. I have talked with so many women who are going for years and years and years, and I'm not saying that you can't or you shouldn't. You know, if that's right for you, that's great. But I just think that 
the job of a therapist, in my opinion, should be to get you to a place that you don't need to keep going. But maybe it's a place that you feel comfortable. It's a place you can let it out. So I'm not judging that. But I just want to say that when you talk about what happened over and over and over again, and you know, it doesn't mean that that's what you're doing when you go to therapy for years and years, but when you do that, you can, in a sense, get stuck in a cycle of repeating over and over and over again what happened without processing it and without moving through it. So without even trying to change the thoughts around it. So we say, this is what happened. And if you listen to my podcast episode, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's where I went through like the story with compassion, the story with judgment and the true story, like the, just the facts, or I wouldn't say true, but just the facts. We believe our story is so true. And the more you go over it again and again and again and again, you're just making that more solidified in your mind. And if your therapist doesn't help you, you know, work through to a different thought or just, you know, choosing a different thought or like, what if this was an option? What if this was something you could think? Then you're just going to keep cycling again and again and again and again and again in that. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever talk about your experience, but there's a difference in cycling and suffering over and 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 over again for years and years, right? There's a difference in that. And then processing and learning to carry your grief, learning to, to say, okay, this is the thoughts I'm having and I'm going to choose a different thought now. I'm going to choose something else to think because I processed that and I'm deciding that I don't want to suffer like that anymore and I'm going to choose something else. So I had a friend say that she was starting to get depressed going to therapy because it just kept bringing her back there and it didn't seem like it was moving her forward. And she found coaching to be so helpful in giving her the tools to continue to build her life bigger around her grief. So this is why I believe coaching is so powerful. While therapy can easily become a place for you to continue on for years and years and rehash the past over and over again, coaching is for someone who wants to learn tools to move forward. So not to try to get out of the past, not to like be like, hey, it's time for you to move forward and time for you to move on. But to honor your child, honor your experiences, to remember them, to never forget them and carry them forward with you in your life. And it's really a way of like integrating grief into your life and meshing your life with grief. As a coach, as a grief coach, I want my clients to learn the tools. So these tools that they can take for life, of learning how to process emotions, learning how to notice their thoughts, learning how to be more in control of their life, to see how much more control and power they have over their own experience. Because I want them to not be able to need, not have to need me. Like, I, that's my goal. I'm happy to hear my clients say, I'm going to be okay. It's like the best thing because I have been able to guide them from absolute suffering to like, they have these tools in their tool belt and they're like, I'm going to be okay. And I have the tools to move forward in my life. That is my goal, that my clients' lives would be so deeply changed that they would not have a need for me anymore because my, I want to help you stop suffering. I want to help you be able to live again. And 
there's just this difference. Some therapists do give tools to move forward to process emotions. And that's what my therapist was to me. And I'm so, so grateful. So maybe you have that and you can just embrace that and be so grateful for it. But a lot of them are a sounding board, a place to talk, a place to vent, a place to get everything out and not really help give you the tools to go forward. So with my coaching, I combine both the talking, like the top-down processing, but not just the processing, not just venting or getting it out, but when you talk, then we dive deeper. So you share something and it's not just like, okay, you're going to share it and then I'm just going to listen and say, oh, okay. I'm going to say, okay, why are you experiencing that way? What are you thinking that is making you feel so angry? What's underneath the anger? And let's dive deeper. What are you thinking that's bringing on the panic attack? Why are you feeling so anxious? Let's get really curious about that. Let's get interested in what's going on. What's underneath it? And then we also have to stop talking in order to feel. So with my clients, I help guide them through experiencing emotions and learning how to sit with emotions. And I just wanted to share a quote from one of my coaching clients just to show what I mean that this is hard work and it is it is uncomfortable, but my goal is to like be a guide for you so you can go through the uncomfortable things so it cannot be as scary and I can guide you through it and then I can help pull you out of it. So she says, I like the different tools that you have to offer and you always come prepared. You always know what to say, even if it's uncomfortable. I feel like you are open and listen. This work is an uncomfortable thing and you make it more comfortable. So I love hearing from my clients what they, how they've, you know, felt that it's changed them and how they experience the coaching when we do it. And as a mom who has felt the despair of my child dying, I know how important it is to sit with those emotions and connect with them. A lot of people ask me, like, how do you, you know, how can you handle somebody else's pain? I'm like, I don't take on their pain. And I see pain. And like when I'm helping somebody process an emotion, to me, it's a beautiful thing. It is so beautiful because it's that it's the way forward. It's the way what you have to do in order to move forward. And there's nothing wrong with you for feeling depression, sadness, anger, anxiety, fear. There's nothing wrong with you. These are all emotions that come with grief. And I just want you to know, number one, you're normal. And number two, that we don't just have to leave it at that. Yes, they're normal. Yes, these are emotions that come with grief. But, you know, that, that doesn't mean that you just have to say, okay, suck up and bear it. It's just like, okay, so now how can you support it? And now that you know that you have these emotions, how can you process it, sit with it, feel it, truly experience it? until the energy of the emotion flows out. Then you can begin to look at it, look underneath it. What are the thoughts that are bringing up that emotion? And then when you say, okay, what are these thoughts? Say, do I want to keep them and keep going in this cycle or not? What do I want to do? So you can get super curious with yourself and really interested in what you're feeling. So this is how coaching goes deeper than just talking about it. I have a hard time describing it fully. Um, I hope that that makes sense to you. And there is a time and a place for just talking about it. I think a lot of times with grief, especially child loss, people start to move on and you start to feel like you don't have that 
you know, place to share and talk about it. And you start to feel alone and then you start to go inwards. But I just think it's really important to to know the difference in coaching and therapy. And then the other time, like other time and place that I think is absolutely necessary for therapy is like not what a coach deals with is things like that are more complicated. Um, I know grief can be complicated, but it's actually really simple. Um, The more I work with grieving moms and the more I have done grief work on myself and learn more, it is complicated, but it's not complicated. So I don't deal with things like trauma, mental illness, and things like that. But so often we treat grief as a mental illness when it's really a common and normal experience. Yeah, it can lead to absolutely many problems absolutely horrific problems turn your life upside down get you sick it can lead to illness all these things if you don't hold space for it if you don't be gentle with yourself but grief is not a problem it's not something to get rid of it is not an illness it is normal and it's a thing to hold space for to process to feel to in it i can't stress how important this is Like you can't just shove it under a rug. It has to be dealt with. It has to. You can keep trying to go go the way you are going or like you can keep trying to keep just living and surviving or you can deal with the grief. You can face the grief. You can give yourself permission to grieve. I recently talked with a mom who said that she had been to a few different therapists that didn't even listen to her story of multiple losses. And then they told her that she should get checked for bipolar disorder. And this absolutely hurts my heart because she's not the only one. I've heard this kind of story from so many people. And do you know how deeply grief affects our lives, how it changes you, and how misunderstood it can be by society and even the professionals that you know, we go to to get support for grief. And if a therapist has only read about grief in a book and learned about the five stages of grief, and then, you know, they look at you and you're grieving and you seem so out of control to them because you are riding the emotional roller coaster of grief and they aren't giving you the tools to manage your emotions, to process your emotions, to notice what's going on in your mind. And they just say, you have a mental illness. Go get checked out. And because you're grieving your precious child, and it just absolutely breaks my heart. And you know what? I don't know. She could have had, you know, mental illness or bipolar, but she did get checked out. And she said that the psychologist or whoever it was said, no, she's just grieving. And it just hurts my heart. Like, grief is not a mental illness. There's nothing wrong with you. You are experiencing a normal response to loss. That, yes, can lead to very negative paths if it's not supported. But in the end, it's still grief and there is a way to process it. So the biggest thing that I would offer to you as you look in your own life is whether a therapist or coach you are working with is helping you. Do you feel connected to them? Do you feel hope every time you leave? My friend who is a therapist told me, This, when I was going to therapy, he said the two biggest things to notice is do you feel connected to the person that you are working with? And at the end of your sessions, do you have hope? I truly, truly believe that this is why my therapist was so helpful for me 
Because number one, I felt so comfortable with him that I could share. I could, you know, talk about what was going on. And every single time I left his office, I had so much hope. I could jump and skip and know I, my heart felt so light. I just knew that I was going to be okay. And that feeling is what I try to leave my clients with. It was a gift that was given to me in my therapy sessions. And I want to give that gift to my clients. And so every time we end a call, the way that I end this session is important. And usually they're in a state of calm and peace that when you process emotions, you don't leave the call in that state. You process an emotion and then you, as a therapist with my therapy, he made me feel calm. He did a thing that I do with my clients that helped me feel calm, feel grounded, and really be able to put all the stuff that we worked through in a box and leave it there. And so I do that with my clients and it just is so, so important. So do you feel like you are moving forward and learning how to mesh your life with grief? Or do you feel like you're spending years and years staying stuck and unable to pick up the pieces? And then the honest truth is this, like, what do you want? Do you want to learn how to move forward and build, build a beautiful life after such a devastating experience, like making your life bigger around your grief all the while, you know, never forgetting, holding your child and the experience as part of your life? Or do you want to stay exactly where you are, even feeling like you're going backwards? Like this is a choice that you get to make. Sometimes you're not ready to like, quote unquote, move forward. You might not be ready for that. Maybe it feels like if you start healing that you're going to forget them, which I want to say is not true. You'll never forget them. But you might not be ready for this. You might not be ready for coaching. Maybe therapy is what you need to be in. And that's okay. But you get to decide and only you and you get to make that choice. So I'm sending you so much love. I am holding your heart. I want you to know that you're not alone. And I'll see you next week. Take care. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone.